Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P, one half of the DSC. Man, we back, episode 144. What's happening? Yes, sir. Hey, Cash, for the new people who don't know about us, never heard of us, uh, can you please enlighten them? Absolutely. Each and every week, Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, we talk about music, sports, entertainment, culture. We have artists on. We have producers. We have people from all walks of life, uh, book writers. You you name it, we've had them on, entrepreneurs. That's what you can expect each and every week. But primarily, it's music and sports. And this this week is just like, you know, none other. You know, hot takes, you know, barbershop talk between homies. You can get some X's and O's here and there. But for the most part, it's all opinion based. <laughs> so, you know, it's opinion us. based. I don't like what you call it, like hot takes. Like it ain't hot takes. It's just how I feel or how you yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, I don't necessarily yeah, yeah. call it a hot take. It's just it's just true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, a lot of tangents. But, and a lot of tangents. <laughs> <laughs> for y'all who've been rocking with us for a while, like uh, y'all know, uh, just to keep these things going, if you can help us out from time to time, uh, we got the Patreon up here, uh, got uh, all the links. I know Cash got it everywhere. Uh, if you can, you know, if you feel so, uh, if if you're feeling a little loose this month and want to want to give to us, which we definitely appreciate it. Like, if not, you can. Go buy T-shirts, wherever. I think uh, he got it on the Teespring still on there. So, hey, just just show some support. Continue to help us out to keep this going. Uh, we we we've been doing it for a couple of years, but it wouldn't be without the help of the supporters that we do have on Patreon. I mean, uh, these monthly calls uh, just to keep everything up and to high quality. Uh, you know, we 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 do have some expenses. For sure, for sure. Like Press said. Those links are definitely in the description. If you're listening on audio or if you're on YouTube, you could just go to our link tree. Everything is in there as far as our Patreon. But if you don't want to look and you just want to, you're listening, hey, it's patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast, teespring forward slash DSC underscore podcast. So that's where you can see this hoodie. You can buy, you can buy this hoodie and also press shirt he got on right there you see him sporting it you can also find those t-shirts on there so we have our og logo and then we also have our most current logo so you know they both were fire so hey man more merch for you guys so definitely tap in with that and if you you know you want to do the patreon thing we're gonna step it up this year and give you guys more exclusive content and more of our just you know behind the pod and just stuff that we are not going to include on the pod, but it's good conversation. So we definitely plan on doing more of those this year. Yeah, we will have a Zoom uh, call coming up in February. So if you want to be a part of that, that's that's uh, uh, depending on the tier you're you're donating on Patreon, you'll be a part of that. So hey, we did all the our selling point little part. So cash this episode what one forty four, one forty four man, one forty four. I mean, uh, so what are we going to be talking about this week? We're going to cover down on the NFL divisional round. A lot, a lot of close games. Uh, as we record this right now, there's going to be more games to be played. We're recording this on a Sunday. So we've already watched the Saturday games. We got a, got a few hot takes on that. And we're also going to give you the full rundown of Sunday's games. And I hope, hopefully, they're as good as the first two games on Saturday, which were really great games. We got a few singles that drop. New Big Crit. New Young Blue. We also have some Mary J that dropped. 
as far as singles featuring Dave East, as far as albums, Che Nord, Food for Thought. We also have RJ Payne, The Underground, came and represented this weekend with Beautiful Pain 4. So we're going to definitely tap into those because lyrical driven and, and that's what at the core what me and Prez love about, about this music thing. So that's just a little bit of what we're going to cover down on. And then, you know, we'll start off with a few things I've been seeing on Twitter and just some sometimes... I have these thoughts and these talks in my head about just certain conversations about music and, and the landscape of it all. So, Perez, you want to you want to start with my rapid fire question in the music yeah, yeah, yeah. lane? Let's 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 go. Hey, uh, right. but you did leave off something first. You leave off something. Cash got a couple off. singles that dropped this last week too. Cash oh yeah, flow. man. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, so I'm back we'll at be it. Talking those too. So, yep. but yep. now let's go ahead and go with these uh, rapid fire questions. All right, man. Let's start with one. Um, artist growth, man. The switch up. Do you do you really care that your artist switches it up? Do you give them that leeway to switch it up? You know, I harken back to the 808s and Heartbreak. Yay, that just immediately comes to my mind to when, when I first heard it, wasn't a fan of it. And then as years progressed, that's all you really hear in music. You know, T-Pain uh, is another artist where it was like, what is this sound? And then all of a sudden, that's the sound that took over. Um, you know, also, you got other people who have ventured and done other things, like Andre 3000, you know what I mean? How he started with Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music and what he ultimately got to as far as just being a worldwide superstar with Outkast with those albums. You know, the switch up is there and it happens. But my question to you is, why don't we allow it? Why do we want to keep these artists in the box. You know what I mean? Like we don't even allow them to expand. Uh, man, this is, it's, this is going to be very, I think opinion based and like, it's going to be what you prefer because like you named on a couple of persons. We'll start with the first person you named. You talked about uh, Kanye. Kanye, you know, started off with that, with that sound, the backpack rapper coming in, driving what some people were already championing like that common, that, uh, the Talib Kweli, all that type of style rap. And like, he brought it more to the forefront and it was great to have that up there. And then he kept pushing it for pushing it more and more and made it more mainstream for that type. And then he started adjusting and, you know, experimenting, but still maintaining with dropping those little nuggets of that same old style. So you gotta, you gotta maintain while sprinkling in a little bit, but then as it kept going, the style, his style just kept evolving and, and going and it went in a totally different direction. Now it's like, we don't even see a uh, resemblance of Kanye old style to this new style now. And I can understand how you saying like, nah, I don't appreciate that. I, he he didn't kind of lost me completely on that. That is the battle that they're gonna constantly like play on these things. But you you want to see most artists grow, get a little bit more versatile. Uh, you don't want them to stay in a a a certain little box where they would say like where you would relate that sound to an era, like uh, say like two thousand three. Oh, they own two thousand three. You don't want them rapping two thousand three style still in. 2023 you, 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 you want some growth up there where they continue to adapt and you know gain money maintain their fame uh, and still be relevant in that space you know a la like Jay-Z uh, Nas who still have that resemblance of what they where they started at but it kind of adapted 
throughout time and evolved. Those are where, so now, now we, we talked about Kanye and now we talked about Jay-Z and Nas. Like J- Kanye is my example of how I don't want you to train, change as an artist. And then Jay-Z and Nas is how I want you to adapt and evolve and continue to be relevant because no matter when their albums drop, it's an event and they're going to get uh, the spotlight on them as it should be. But then now spotlight be on Kanye for different reasons. You know, nobody hear the songs. You got to go to a stadium and hear all this. And then it's going to be very polarizing on the audience that you're going to see. You have some people that's going to be in my corner. Just be like, man, I ain't messing with that, man. That's 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 not my type of hip hop. I don't like where it's going. And it's going to be some other people like, Hey, you stuck in the, in the zone. And this is where I think it should be going and everything. I, I, I appreciate those people. They, they, some people want to change up and let's missing a little bit more gospel with it. Like, and, and he took Jesus walks to a whole nother level to own this whole thing on his last album. So there you go. It's, it's cool. But yeah, for, for me, Prez, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So there's many different thought processes I have about it and where I ultimately end up is, yo, if it's jamming, as a as a fan, I truly don't know what I like. As an artist, you make me like it. You know what I mean? Like, if you give me some new shit, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know I would like this. You know what I'm saying? Then you are actually expanding my ears and, and your artistry at the same time. I think what happens is when they switch it up so much, but it does, it's not good. It's not a good switch up. They don't ease you into it. It's just... A bam, you know, I'm doing a, a country album a la Nelly or something, you know what I mean, for example. <laughs> like, that's something that, that's too far. You know what I mean? I get it. Country grammar, all the stuff that he's put out, you know, even a, a, a country song at one point. You know what I mean? Just Over and over again. Me. Over and over. Right. Song. Like, like, like right. he kind of, he, he gave well. hits. He dropped hits. It, it, did, it did well for him, but you can't forget the community that brought you to prominence. You know what I mean? And I think as an artist, as long as you still cater to the people that got you here, you'll be good. You mentioned Nas. Uh, I think of, you know, Kiss, Pusha T. Their content and subject matter hasn't changed all that much, but they have done something else, which you mentioned with Jay and Nas. They've evolved with sounds. Fabulous is another one. Evolved with the sound of the time. They didn't say stagnant in that in that sound. And I don't think they necessarily switched up the flow so much. I just think they evolved with the sound and that allows for artists like them and others to do it. But again, as hip hop fans, I think we're selfish. So, you know, when, when an artist appears to do mainstream shit, you know, I, I really don't mind it because if it sounds good, I like mainstream produ- production. I like mainstream music when it's done right. And also I get bored with a lot of, and this is going to the underground. I get bored with a lot of underground artists when they don't necessarily rap over different type of beats. You know what I mean? Like it's only so much and so far that sound is going to get you. And if you want to stay in that underground lane, by all means, do it because other people stay in the mainstream lane. But what I'm saying is when you, when they rotate to a mainstream type sound or beat or it ain't boom bap or it ain't like drumless or just like open space for them to just rap. And and again, 
A lot of the underground artists have bad hooks. Not all of them, just some of them. Like, it's like, you know, they rap the rap, the 16, then they rap the hook, myself included. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that's just, that's a subset genre that people like. And it is what it is, but I don't hold it against, I don't hold it against an artist, especially like, say, a ransom started rapping on a hit boy type shit. You know, or even the Russ joint that he rapped on. Rand sounded great on that, on the Russ track that he was on. He killed it. I wouldn't mind hearing him on those type of beats and not necessarily the stuff that he's comfortable with. You know what I mean? Because I think he can do it at a high level and the lyrics are going to be there. I think he'll put those at the forefront. So I'll allow it if it's good. That's my long-winded way I'll end it. And, and 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 that's just what do the artists want eventually? Like, or if you're if you're chasing that that status, that uh, if you're trying to be the goat, like you have to be versatile. That that's I think that's what it's gonna come uh, come out to be ultimately. Like, if you're chasing that, if you want to be mentioned in those top top, like you gotta be versatile. At stay some right point. there. Let's stay right there. That's that's an excellent excellent segue to the second half of just some of the stuff I've been reading online and just conversations that I I think about that we should have. Like, can you be considered a GOAT with not being a versatile artist to be able to hop on R&B, to be able to switch flows, to be able to do different type of sounds? Can you be considered a GOAT if you don't do those things? Uh, In certain people's minds, yes. But when you come into like the talk to majority of the people, it's going to be you're going to get lost in the shuffle real quick because somebody's always going to throw out a name where they didn't they didn't did it in this this arena, that arena, bam, 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 and kind of stood out constantly like where the body of work or whatever you're representing for this one. It's like, bro, this, this sounds the same as it did in 2007. Like he's where, where's the growth? Where's this? Where's the inspirational song? Where's where like when I start bringing stuff to the table and I, I, I think this is where the verses came in and, and like kind of help us decide this a little bit and recognize it a little bit more. Now that we having these artists and you putting them on the same stage, it kind of helps us decide that a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, man, this dude got a catalog, but when you put them beside, uh, <laughs> we'll take Cam and, uh, Jada kiss. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Camden got the catalog, got the hits and stuff that you remember. But when you put them on that stage, do they have the presence? It brings all those character, all those instances to the forefront. And just like, yeah, he has a nice catalog. But when you put them on the stage with versus the vet- this person, it's MC. it's not even a question. It's performance. What has, performance what's going to get, get the crowd? Yeah, yeah. Like so, I, I think that kind of helps. Out. I mean, we have fun memories of. <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony. They have classic songs and everything. They're 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 gonna be you know mentioned in those right things. But now when you go up there and say, "Hey, put them up against anybody else," it's like, eh, the catalog don't hold up like we kind of remember it to, or we want it to when we put it dead up front with somebody else's catalog. That's 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 what I kind of appreciate from that versus what it has been doing is things like that, like. Even to the point where we talked about Nelly, I think Nelly and Ludacris were one of the first ones we seen, and it was just like Nelly should wipe the floor with him. But if he don't know how to put stuff together <laughs> and put it put it out there, nah, Luda got that hands down, and there's no argument left to be had off of it. It was just like, no, nope. okay, when you put it like when you put it that way, <laughs> Luda got it. 
Yeah, and at the end of the day, man, rapping was at the forefront of it all, and in the performance was a very close second when you when you're talking about these verses and and how the matchups go. It's just like sports, man. Sometimes it's a bad matchup, and, and you know you just have nothing for this type of artist who has everything you have, but they just might be a better rapper than you, an MC and performer. You have the hits, but it took a very long time to curate that hit. It took a very long time to put you right in the public eye to where you shine. But in real time, head to head, it's different. It's different. So, but, you know, back to the verse. I think this is going to wrap into like another little portion, but I throw this out there. And I think this, when you said sports, it just popped in my head. It was just like, hey, on paper, (laughs) these people would be looking good. Then they create those dream teams, a la Westbrook moving over here, all the triple doubles and everything you want to put them in, you want to give them his accolades. And the shit just don't work out. It don't. It don't like so. It don't it's chemistry. as much it's as the chemistry. stats say this right here. As much as all that say right there. Like when it comes and getting those chips and going and chasing those, being that goat, the chip. That's what I'm saying. Like it's <laughs> you, you, yeah. you, 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 you come short on that. You come short, so you can't be in those conversations ultimately. Right, right. The chemistry. The great Scott bench. The great Scott bench. <laughs> yeah, the chemistry versatility at all goes together for me. You know what I mean? Like, I like multiple flows. That's not necessarily um, something that is a necessity for me, but the beats, flows, it has to switch up when I'm listening to your projects and, and different type of uh, tones that you give. You know what I mean? That, that counts for something when, when you're making an album or an EP. You have to be versatile and be able to get on different type of things and that's that's just what it is. If you can't do it and you rap one type of way, uh, one guy who gets a lot of credit, you know, is currency. You know what I mean? And I know we're going all over the place. We're talking about greats. We're talking about mixtape greats. We're talking about guys and gals in all types of pockets. You know what I mean? That's that's the thing, man. Rhapsody is another one. She started on the Ninth Wonder Beats and, you know, doing things a very boom bap way but then evolved into what her latest, you know, latest album is right now, as far as when she did the uh, play up on black women and, you know, by their names. And I figured the name of the album, but I say all that to say this, it doesn't sound anything like her earlier works or mixtapes. So the evolution was great. The versatility is great. And the, the art artistry of growth, everybody doesn't grow the same way for me. You know what I mean? In versatility at the bars, but I just mean growth in terms of just your project standing the test of time and being like a a, a, capt- a captured moment in time. And it's timeless. You know what I mean? That really speaks to versatility. So if you if you can harness all that, then you should be in the GOAT talks. But if not, and you just a niche MC, then you you can't 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 be mentioned, man. And that's, that's just where I'm at. All right. Uh, so we're going to keep it going in the music uh, realm or we're going to go ahead and talk about these singles or do you want to switch it over and come back to those a little bit later and go to sports? Yeah, let's stay Let's stay in the music realm and then we'll get okay. to sports later on in the pod or whatever. So um, let's start with the singles, man. Big Crit, so good. The album's done. We saw on social media. Um, got the afro. He looks like he's happy. Multi independent. I mean, he's doing his thing, man. Like, how how you feeling about the the single? 
hey, we talk about growth and everything. And it's just like some people ain't built for the industry way and everything, and they need their own little space to create. I feel like this is big crit. Like all that, that's that's the definition of him. Like on Def Jam, they was chasing the sound, trying to make him more popular, trying to have him go up against like our albums equivalent to the greats. And that's probably not what it is. You know, he he he's more of his style and his style is bringing something different, something new, evolving sounds and stuff like that. Southern sound. And that is what's going to kind of, yeah, that's what's going to keep him like, uh, you know, relevant and what's going to keep his, his name up in those little, uh, the upper echelon talk. So, and I, I like this. I like this, man. It seems like he's making music perfectly for my, me, my age group. Like, and, and, and you know, all this, like it's kind of evolving with us and like, uh, yeah, this, this, I like the video. <laughs> yeah, I like the I video. Like the it was, it was well, really, so. really creative. So that that really brought the song to life for me because I saw the video first before I listened to the audio, and I was like, "Yo, this is jamming. This is creative. I like this for crit infusing funk and soul and 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 all that." And that's that's who he is at his core. That's how we were introduced him with crit was here with him chopping up them samples and you know. It finally making it to DSPs. And, you know, I feel like he should be mentioned with a lot of the the folks from his era. He's just not as commercially um, successful. But, you know, we don't really care about that too much here. We care about the music. And I think his music is on par yeah, um, with that. So especially his last full-length project and, and mixtapes that he dropped out. So I'm looking forward to the album, man. So I, I can't wait to hear some new crit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool, man. If you haven't so, heard it, go check it out. So cool. Uh, yeah, my bad. Uh, we, we just had uh, uh, Silk Sonic, you know what I mean? And it yep, yep. it kind of lends a little bit to that type of vibe with, with rapping into it. It seemed like he could have jumped on one of their songs with that type of beat and fit right in with it. So there you go. Yeah, maybe maybe he could have did the part that uh, Anderson Park decided to rap on that one song. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not throwing a shade this time. It's coming from cash. Look at that. <laughs> just saying, man. Just being honest. Um, another another um single that dropped, uh, underground artist Marlon Craft, State of the Union Part Two, um, from New York City. Really, really dope lyricist. Shit, shit was pretty fire, man. The uh video was very running gun style, straight to the point, tackling a lot of issues. I just implore you guys to go listen to it because this dude, this dude has some layers, and I'm I'm just now getting into his music overall, so I'm checking checking for him now. So I got to get to some of these projects because he's spitting some shit. So we want we want people to talk about things that are going on in society. He's definitely tackling it with State of the Union Part Two. Okay, and then like uh, over the past couple of weeks, I think Two Chains dropped a EP, uh, what million dollar worth of game. And then uh, he had a single that uh, dropped as well. What was the name of it? Uh, pop music. So yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, really like the pop music, the the trap heavy, money bag yo. Like that's 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 two chains. <laughs> that's that's where he put his stamp and that where it's continued. Like no matter what, like that's where he came in on, and that's where he, his footprint is gonna be forever. Like uh, stamp. So there you go. Uh, it was very evident on that. Like that's that's home to him. That's home. Like he owns those types of the tracks. And I think if you if you go listen to it, if you like two chains in the slightest, you're gonna love that song. So pop music. 
as far as the the other one, the million dollar worth of game EP. Uh, but it felt more of like a, a mixtape. Like it didn't feel like like how he's doing these new EPs. Some of the tracks felt kind of unfinished a little bit, a little bit more raw. Uh, I think, and then then you had a, a couple standouts on there. Million dollar worth of game, the, the track that was featuring uh, I think forty two Doug. You had uh, trap check. I really liked. I had like dope peddler, and then I liked the uh, gray area off that. Like, but. Yeah, if you're a fan of uh, Two Chains and what he's been doing for years, then this this is is definitely worth the listen. Uh, you will definitely continue to enjoy it. Um, if you've been missing that type of trap music in your catalog over the past year or so, bam, here you go. Jump jump back in. Cool, cool. All right, man. Moving right along. Last single before we get uh, to mine is uh, Young Blue featuring Neo, Walk Through the Fire. Uh, this this is really really dope, man. Um, I saw one of my homegirls. She just posted it on her Facebook, and it was like, "Hey, this young blue and Neo hitting." And I'm like, "Oh shit, that's a that's an odd pairing." Let me let me check this out, you know, because you know, young blue does the auto tune thing, but he mm-hmm. writes very well. And his his last album was like really surprisingly good. And I, you know, I didn't know how good this guy was until I actually checked it out, because uh, you know. You got a young blue, young this, young that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, do I take this guy seriously? But he's actually a talented writer. And, you know, Neo just reminded me of, like, what a legend he is. You know what I mean? And all the the classic songs he got. And I like the uh, contrast between, you know, him just singing old school and then young blue blending in the new school style, too, with the auto-tune and just the harmonizing and this a minimalist approach with the piano. So, you know, very introspective track. So I like it, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I was one other track. I think, uh, I don't, yeah, the AZ. It was AZ and... Uh, oh, okay. AZ, AZ and 2 Chains. AZ and 2 Chains. It was like uh, called Motorola era. Like, yeah, that, that oh, one dropped too. Okay. I heard that one this past week too. I don't know if it dropped this week or last week, but yeah, that's one I forget. When we talk about versatility on that, that was a uh, two chain showing a little versatility doing like the uh with the old New York uh style, the more grungy type rap. So there you go. Yeah, I heard um Static Selector and Two Chains got a project in the works, possibly, that they're working okay. on. So that's again different. I'm interested, you know, because two chains has showed us that he can rock over any type of hip-hop beat, you know, so I'm, I'm interested in that. That's ever something that's going to come out, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, got got some work to do for a few of them, them songs that you mentioned. I don't think I heard them, so I'm going to check those out. Definitely interested in, man, if 2 Chainz is going to go that route and give us something like that, man, but don't, don't go, don't stray too far. At least give us some of those little gems and, you know, let uh, all I want for my birthday. Like, we still need some of those tracks, those little uh, trap chants, you know what I mean, that we can, we can still jam out to, too, as well. So. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hope. <laughs> need still need a little bit of ignorance, a little bit of ignorance, man. But yeah, man, um, that's the singles, brother. That's the singles, that's the singles. Uh, for albums, for albums, where you want to start with the album? Let's start with the with the Mac Hummy. I, I know this is uh you, you champion Mac Hummy a lot last for the last two years now, right now going on. So or was it just uh, last year? Last, last year. year, last, last year. year. Okay, yeah. so let's uh go ahead, give us a spill on uh his latest uh album that he dropped or EP. Yeah, man, I don't with Mac Hummy, man. This this project is called Dollar Menu. I tried listening to it, but 
it didn't grab me this time around. And um, I, I don't know if this is, I don't know if he's putting out too much or this is always his output because there's a few projects last year that I didn't even bring up because I'm not sure what direction he's going in, whether this is just some loose joints and I'm putting it together and putting a tag on it because I'm trying to get music out or or what. But yeah, this this project didn't hold me at all. So I ain't got nothing bad to say about it. I just don't have anything good. So it definitely wasn't an attention grabber for me. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, that's where I'm at with it, brother. Oh, man. Man, that's totally different for me then. Uh, I think this was the one that I kind of liked a little bit and like how he had more of that old school, uh, like I said, the the like late, late 90s type feel, Wu-Tang type feel to like the the, the albums. It was, uh, I like the song Schroeder, Nardwar, and then it's a long ass title for one of the songs, Vibing, like you call it inside <laughs> the safe. But that, that one was uh, was pretty dope as well, so. Like those are the yeah, ones yeah. I think, but I, like it's gonna be more that 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 rough that grunge uh type rap. I think I'm gonna come so. back to it. You know how yeah. when you listen to a certain type of sound for extended amount of time. I mean, we're doing research on artists that we're gonna interview. We're listening to underground other underground artists that we like. You know what I mean. So when you stay in that sound and you're hitting a certain type of quality from people who are putting out a focused project, and then you hear just a it's not no announcement. Just put it out. There's a difference <laughs> in quality and tension to detail. So, you know, it's going to hit for some people. And, and it's just not. It's just probably wasn't a good time for me. But I'll definitely double back. You always have to for guys that you rock with. And maybe you may miss a gym or two. Or maybe just wasn't a good time to listen. So that's what I'll say on Dollar Menu. But y'all check out Matt Kami. Tell me if... Cash, you tripping. You need to get back on it. Check out this song. I'm I'm uh, definitely looking forward to being wrong, if if I am wrong. But I, I normally know what my feeling is, and it's just my opinion, man. But uh, next up, man, Um, let's go with uh, JR and King James, Weather Report 2. As we're recording this, it dropped today oh, okay. on the 23rd. That's, that's what I was uh, We just Go ahead. Oh, I was just like, bro, I look for this album. Like, I did not see it. Like, so I knew it was like on our list. And I'm just like, I know they said it was dropping this week, but okay, it dropped today. It dropped today, the 23rd. Okay. Um, definitely go check out our interview with them. We had them on maybe two, three weeks ago. So it was a really long podcast. They stuck around for the entire podcast. So shouts out to them. Uh, much success on Weather Report 2. I've been sitting with it for at least the last two weeks or so. So I know people that's listening to it right now, they quoting bars and, and these boys put their damn foot in it. So y'all go check out Weather Report 2, Sunrise. They got Jay, um, Ja King, the Divine, and KJ on one of the psh, smoke smoker, man. Them, them boys came, them young boys came to kill. <laughs> so dope, dope, dope song, man. So Weather Report 2, JR, and King James. Man, you go on a little vacation, take a little trip here and there, come back, and your I guess my punishment is I get held out. I ain't get the bonus tracks. I ain't get it ahead of time. Like you ain't must think you just <laughs> throw it my way. So I gotta wait till they come out, sit here and just be in the in not in the know. But I I definitely throw it on today and get to listen. But yeah, Cash didn't end up sharing that uh wherever y'all sent that link to. He ain't sending it my way. <laughs> I think it was in the inbox. I think it's in the don't sleep inbox, man. Mm, you don't check your email. That's on you. 
That's on you. You get all the emails I get. <laughs> you could you could have just said, "Hey, make sure you go back and check them." Nah, nah. I could have. I could have. I could have. Yes, you could have. Yes, you could. I could have. You're right. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, um, I don't really want to stay too long on it, not because it's not good, but because we got two other projects that we I think we're going to break down rather extensively. But this project is the Mussolini from New York, Ninth Wonder production, the Don and the Eye. Again, the Mussolini is a cat that I've been checking for and trying out. He's interesting with, you know, if you've seen him on Instagram, he always has chicks on his IG, naked. You know, if you like that type of shit, like he he lives that Playboy lifestyle. That's the persona that he puts on his laid back. I um, mean, this is this is just ninth one to add in his own twist to it. And it's, it's a match made in heaven, man. Like, I think you're going to like the laid back flow, kind of like a East Coast Larry June, if I could compare, compare the two. So very well put together. Ninth one to put his foot in these damn beats. So y'all go check it out, man. Um, dude has great, presentation, cover art, all that, and it seems like it's finally coming together for him. So um, shout out to Mussolini uh, and Ninth Wonder with the Don and I. All right. Uh, Which one you want to tackle first? Uh, che Norris, Food for Thought, or RJ? Let's, let's start pain. with the RJ Payne, the Beautiful Payne 4. So, beautiful Payne 4. Take it away, Press. RJ Payne, like everything ain't gonna capture, like everything don't 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 jump out to you initially. And I know like some of these RJ Payne projects, like for me personally, like it just haven't been there. But coming in this one, I always give these things a listen and it's all it's I ain't gonna say it never resonates with me. It's just always a mood, whatever type of mood I'm in, like when these come out. So sometimes I go back to them and I'm like, oh yeah, I was tripping off that. You know what I mean? But this one, I coming in at the right time, heard this one, loved it, loved the intro, everything about it. Uh the three songs uh that I would point out to is Mama Made It, The Curse, and Tough Love. Uh, those were like the standout tracks for me. I know those are early on in the project, but yeah, initially, like he just grabbed me right off the jump and then I, you know, listened at the rest of the album all. With me, man, again, just like you, I'm, I'm, I was late to the R.J. Payne train. Like, he had a ton of projects. A lot of people that ears I respect said a lot of good things about these projects. I could probably tell you what I initially thought about him and just his rapping abilities that, oh, he can rap. He reminded me of a, a Pat Poos or just some of the late 90s, early 2000s rappers that I really, really like in terms of just barring your head the fuck off. And at one point in my life, that's all I liked. I didn't care if you, I didn't care what beat you was rapping to, long as you had the punches and make my, my face squint up, like, ugh, that's disgusting. That's all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear at one point in my life. But as I've grown and got a little bit older, I still like those things. Those things still wow me. I still love to hit the you know, the rewind button that we really don't have, <laughs> you know, just to hear it back and run it back again, you know, with him and, and Ransom and guys of that nature. But this project blended the two worlds together in terms of talking about something and just rapping his ass off. You know what I mean? So match made in heaven, beautiful pain for us. So again, Mama, I made it. Tough love where he's talking about his nephew being on drugs. That's what I'm talking about. That's like punches and real talk. I, I love that song, man. Um, what comes with it, talking about the game 
and just being independent and just persevering through that shit. And, you know, for a long time, RJ was just really selling his shit on his website, making the consumer go to his website to purchase his shit and was eating off of his talent alone. Can't do nothing but applaud, applaud that. And Beautiful Pain 4 is really bringing people like me late to the damn party onto his projects. Yep. You know what I mean? Because he's evolving and I may not go back to every single thing because he has, again, a shit ton of music. But if this is your introduction to RJ Payne, Beautiful Pain 4 is something to behold, man. It's it's only, what, nine tracks? Yeah, but nine. It's some heat. It's some heat. Like, I could, I can name something I remember about each and every song. I don't have it written down. It's just because it was that good for me. You know what I mean? But for lack of time, just got to say, first listen, second, third listen, y'all got to y'all gotta go check this man out and, and support him. You know what I mean? This, this dude is nice. Nice. It's pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it's, 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 it's definitely growing over me over time. Like, uh, like I think his... His voice, his his uh, presentation, all that's kind of growing over me over time. And I, every time I hear it, like I get a little bit more open to it, and like, okay, I'm understanding why everybody is championing R.J. Payne. All right, next up, man, I think the lady of the evening, of the hour, who, depending on your take, for me, stole the weekend, and I have not stopped playing her project. It's Shaynor, Food for Thought. So yeah, um, from previous projects, you know, after twelve, as God intended, with Apollo Brown, I just knew like this this young lady is a problem. You know what I mean? And I couldn't wait for this project. It got pushed back several times, but I'll I'll dive right into the project. Uh, she's produced more, like probably I want to say like seventy to eighty percent of this project. Production was really done well. Skits were put in the right spot. You know what I mean? That told the story, her story of just kind of being overlooked or, you know, just kind of what she values in terms of just doing her music and telling her story. So it was consistent throughout. That's important. You know what I mean? Like the skit placement and just, you know, allowing people to kind of be on your journey. So she she did well with the features as well. Uh, you got Ransom on here. You got 38 Special. Uh, you got Amani Caesar. Sev the genius that that the late uh, what was the ladies track called ladies brunch yeah bravo man bravo they they smoked that they smoked that and each of the ladies brought something different you know to the table especially Amani Caesar she came with that like that little Kim Foxy Brown reminiscent vibe she wasn't spitting as hard as the ladies prior to her but somehow it worked it worked out for me and and I like that you know with the different styles. S- similar to the uh, Ransom and 38 Special collab joint. And then the other feature that was really dope is Rome Streets, who is another guy that I was slow to jump on board. Sometimes, you know, when I was listening to his music in the past, didn't jump right on board, you know. You know, and as I've listened to more of him and Ransom's Coop the Grace, I like, I'm starting to like him a lot more. You know what I mean? So I say all that to say this is just, She's she's growing. She's growing as an artist. And, you know, before long, she's going to be out of there. I see her taking, you know, that Rhapsody route. You know what I mean? If she wants to get out of that traditional underground sound. Because I feel like she could do it. Like, with the production and, and what she's starting to do with that, 
feel like she could do it, man. Um, table for three, brains for dinner, uh, daily bread, split the bread, like bless the food. Like, there's not one weak track on here, bro. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, that's I'm, 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 I'm there with solid you too. Project. And then like uh, split the bread, table for three, gold cutlery, uh, communion were the tracks that was like kind of the standouts for me, uh, especially uh, the split the bread. I think that was like her intro up in there, and just like it kind of set the tone for for what we was about to go into and like the intro is kind of y'all y'all know it's, it's it's big for me so so uh definitely right along with everything that you're saying uh you, you you're seeing the growth you're seeing where it could go press what about her coming out the gate saying she rap better than dudes right yeah. out the <laughs> gate put it right on front street right out the gate i was like yes talk to him talk to him because she's not wrong no She's not wrong. She she's doing well, man. I yo, I can't say enough good things. This this is definitely gonna be in the in the contenders, you know, for one of the you know underground artists albums of the year. I know it's just January, but it's just it was worth the wait, man. It was worth the wait for sure. Because I think it's supposed to come out like fall, possibly last year, but you know she had some family issues. Brother passed away, and, and things like that. So. You know, understandably so, but you know, with a heavy heart, she delivered a really, really dope project. So, shouts out to her and um, congrats, congrats on all the love it's receiving. All right, uh, before we wrap up this music section, uh, Cash, I want to talk to you. Like, hey, you stepped out of your little comfort zone finally. I know we have been talking a while, and as we start talking to these people, you know, hey, you used to rap and stuff like this, and I think, uh, some of the people that you done talked to over the past like year and a half that kind of brought you brought that love for the music back out of India. And you dropped a couple singles this week, right? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, dropped two, uh, hiatus, and then the other one was for the love with Numbs. So shout out to Numbs on the production on that one. And hiatus is just one that I felt like I did really well on. So I wanted to put it out. I wanted to put one song where people could see I just can rap. And then, you know, another one that's really stuck more so to a concept, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, between the two, man, they're both getting love for different reasons. Got a lot of good feedback. Um, you know, shout out to Check the Rhyme. You know, got mentioned in a few playlists. And, and again, man, I hadn't picked up a pen in 10, 12 years. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, felt good to knock the rust off um, on Furious Styles is Elevate on his project, Noise in the Hood. And um, yeah, man, from there, man, I got the bug bit me. A lot of the artists that we've had on here kind of just, you know, motivated me to do it. A lot of them- Nudge you in the right direction. Nudge you in the right yeah. direction. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. You too. You, you've been telling me to, yeah, I think you tried to game me and say, man, why don't you just do an intro, man? Do an intro track. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For the pod, like when we come on. Why don't you just do that? And I was like, ah. You know what I mean at the time, but yeah, over time, man. You know, sometimes you fall back in love with it, man. So I'm, I'm excited about what's to come. I don't know what's gonna come. I don't know what EP, LP. You know, I'm just doing what feels good at the time, and you know, putting out some singles just to you know warm up. You don't want to just put an album or nothing right out there. You know, nobody knows you. You gotta, you know, crawl before you walk approach, man. So just putting shit together, and we'll see where it lands, man. So I'm, I'm having fun. So that's the most important part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so definitely go check those tracks out. Uh, help them out. Run, run the numbers up a little bit. Cash Flow uh, is where you can find them. Uh, if you search searching the names and uh, the tracks are 
uh, hiatus and for the love, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll drop the link as well, like we normally do with the podcast, just so you guys can go right to it. Let me know how y'all feel about the songs, man. You know, share, share it. The best best thing you could do for the podcast and for my music is just share it. Hit us up on Patreon, purchase it. You know, of course, that's always welcomed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but again, just want the eyes and ears on it and, you know, just just be heard, man, and be seen when we're talking about the podcast. So check me out on both fronts and uh, check present us, present eye out on the podcast as we move forward and, and continue to try to bring y'all some high quality content. Uh, but what, what we got next, man? We 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 off into the NFL. Yeah, we let's jump into the NFL first, and then we'll go. We, we, we'll definitely go into the NBA. I think we got some little deeper talks this uh, this week in the NBA. But uh, I, man, I'm high off these games uh, that just came out yesterday. So I definitely want to speak of those and what I expect for the games this week because shit did not go like we had thought it was going to go, or like I don't think most people thought it was going to go. If you're a fan of these teams, no. it's what you hope for, but uh, everybody else watching, I don't <laughs> think too many people were on the side of the way these games are going to go. How about, like, hey, we just jump out and say it, watching the games last week, uh, this week, man, the two number ones on Saturday just got knocked the fuck out, man. They they, they out the playoffs. They, they gone. Gut punch, man. Gut <laughs> punch. But again, they'll press, like, but this, what we've been saying all year, there was no, there's no clear cut dominant team out there. You know what I mean? Everybody has significant holes. You know, Aaron Rodgers. You know, can they ha- can they muster up a run run game? They're in Green Bay. It's cold. You know, airing it out is what they're they're known to do. You know what I'm saying? But does that translate in the playoffs when you're playing against? A very tough team. And the worst thing that could have happened to Aaron Rodgers was playing in the 49ers <laughs> who play at, if nothing else, solid ass defense. Being his kryptonite for a else, while. That's what they they been do. his kryptonite for a while in these playoffs. They they take him out several times. And I didn't think it was going to be this year, especially like how they started off and, and, and going. And, you know, we knew this was with him and Devontae Adams, you know, putting up the, uh, the last dance, little me, uh, shots and stuff at at the beginning of the season. You knew what their aspirations was at this season. It seems like they kind of been locked in it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers been dealing with the foot injury like all, like pretty much half the season, and continue to push. And uh, you would think it would kind of hinder his game, but it hasn't. But like you were saying, like it. Uh, what I think uh, it ultimately comes down to is this Green Bay Green Bay home field advantage going to Lambeau Field ain't scaring nobody as of late when you're talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Like, he's great. He's going to play good at home. But when it comes to these late uh, end-of-the-season games and you're dragging somebody into the cold, the strength is going to be off that run game. And I think that's kind of like if you go back and look at the uh, championship runs and stuff like that, where they had to go through Green Bay, it was uh, those – key wins and everything, it was on the run game because it's cold weather. Let's let's the quarterback can do what he wanna do, but I mean the ball feels different. It's harder to catch. People are gonna have more drops in those cold weather. So no matter how great your quarterback is in the position where he can put the ball, it's still the he gotta have that help on the other end. And just the facts of the weather is gonna make it harder and you're going to have a lot more drops. And we've seen that on both sides of the ball with it, with San Francisco and Green Bay during this game. And, yeah, I think you – I don't think Green Bay 
after losing this game, but let's let's talk about the game first. Like, all right, so they started off and like they they the initial drive straight down the field, running, ran it in. Look at that. They got a touchdown. Uh then, you know, it was a lot of back and forth, you know, San Francisco making a lot of mistakes. I know some of the San Francisco players probably was uh, getting a highly upset about Garoppolo and him able to push the ball down the field. And then a lot of receivers was dropping the ball. Like, it's cold weather. That's what's going to happen. Now, we talked to a couple of 49ers fans, like, during the game, and that's one of the things they was, like, hitting on the drops, the drops, the drops. And I'm like, yeah, it's cold weather. That's going to happen. Uh, it's, it's when you got to depend on this run game. And then they had – by halfway through, you had Debo Salmon. You could see, like, he – something happened. He he wasn't at 100% about halfway into this game, and that was going to cause a little bit of struggles and everything. But lo and behold, we sitting here talking about offense and the defense was on both ends kind of managing a little bit, but they wasn't the end-all factor on none of this. It seemed like it came down to the other phase that a lot of people don't like to mention or credit as being a strong point of teams. It is the special teams. That's the other phase of this. Like, And Green Bay fucked up on their special teams. They they got a block kick at the end. They, they had a very small lead. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to continue moving the ball. They didn't, they didn't lean on the run game like they should have and kept driving the ball down there. And you left an opening. And then with that, that other phase, Whereas such a small margin could just come in and just dominate, and that block punt at the end of the end of that game, and then just a walk in touchdown, man, that is one of the craziest, excite, most exciting like ends to a game uh, for a crazy season like we had, where you got Jacksonville Jaguars losing all their games and beating the Bills and the Colts. Like, it, it makes no sense. It hasn't really made sense. This game didn't make no sense, <laughs> but it's, it's what we got for this year's NFL. All right, man. So, great analysis. From my standpoint, let's stay right there, because I, I, I got something on Aaron Rodgers. Allow me to retort, because you let him off light. Hey, man. We got to hold him accountable because I heard nothing but shit about Dak all last week. And I'm not a, I'm not a cowboy hater. I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm just saying, you see the differences. You know what I mean? We, we talk about quarterbacks that have to have it, have to get it done. This man is nine and 11 since the Super Bowl season has lost countless times at the crib, being the top seed, having a home field advantage. You know, a lot of this stuff, is a team game, but you know, with, with great responsibility, you know, uh, and you know, yeah, I know that saying he ha- he has to deliver great power comes great. And I'm going to take you straight, straight. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. With the Spider-Man quote, right? Uh, com- my comic book God prayers got me. Thanks for the backup. Uh, <laughs> but man, look, here's the thing, press. I'm going to go straight to the fourth quarter because with all the things that wasn't going right without having a run game, being heavily influenced with the past game. And that wins you a lot of a lot of games in the regular season, playing different teams who are just not quite ready for you with COVID, all those different type of things to where these guys got to where they got to. I think they were a great team. I just think they got their asses handed to them. But I'm going to go to the fourth quarter, third and 11. There was a play that was eerily similar to back in week three where San Fran didn't go you know, with the safety didn't go with... Uh... On Green Bay? Oh, Devontae Adams. Okay, so back to, back to that. So Devontae Adams, same exact type of play in week three. 
They toss a bomb. They get it to Devontae Adams right there over the middle. This time, it was a little bit of a change. The safety went with Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? He under underthrew him right into double coverage. You know, it seemed like they confused him all game long. You would think somebody, the talent of Aaron Rodgers, would be able to figure that out. But it seems like the D.C. and the players executed a lot better. That don't happen to certain people that we label as great. They don't get their asses handed to them this many times. You know what I mean? To where the defense fucks them over that much. So he And he had, if you look at that play, that third and 11 press, right over the middle, the same pass he could have made, overlooked it, went for the, the home run ball, over the middle was wide open. That's on Aaron Rodgers. That's on Aaron Rodgers. So it ain't not about no run game. They get that. They get that third down conversion. The game's over. They're going to kick a field goal. They're going to the NFC Championship. So with all the things that go wrong, you didn't have a run game. You were in position, and your lack of production. When you know we pay you pay him the big money to make those throws, Prez. We can't. We can't say that he had to have a run game. Have to. I mean, that would be nice. I don't give a shit if you're playing Green Bay. That would be nice if any if every good quarterback had a run game. But I feel like this one is squarely on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. And, you know, Devontae Adams, man, like they, they didn't have a, a really great game overall, man. That that San Fran credit, credit to San Fran's defense and their DC. Great, great play calling. And I, I can't say enough good things about him, man. I just I think I think I didn't see this type of defense from years ago in San Fran really returning to the forefront, but it's, it's, it's like, they like that, man. They like that, man. And they're doing it with a cast of characters who are not big names. Jimmy G had 170 yards, an interception. You know what I mean? This was straight special teams and defense that won this game and Jimmy didn't lose it. And he made the throws to get them in position when he needed to make the throws. So, that's that's the parallel there, man. This is on Aaron Rodgers. What you think? So I I give you a little mixture of both. I do say like it was a couple of passes out there that Aaron Rodgers uh, needed to clean up a little bit more. I don't know if he got a, some injuries or just 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 seemed like it was off a little bit. I know he got the foot injury. I'm saying like anything that was holding him up from throwing the ball because it was the one ball that he threw deep to Devontae Adams, and that shit was super low. And Devontae reached down and grabbed it, kept the play alive, bam. But I was like, eh, that could have been – that was a bad throw from, from Rodgers. Like, he, did, he didn't get it quite there where he needed to be. And then that throw where he was looking for Devontae Adams to make a play and be great on that too, where he threw it out a little bit ahead in front of the the two, the two the safety in the corner, and Devontae had to dive, and it just like a little bit out from his hands a little bit. I know exactly what you're talking about. So – yeah, those were I would put on Rodgers. And but then like we when I say like the stuff that I'm not gonna hold him accountable for, just circumstance of the situation and the weather would be the drop passes from all the other players that's not the star. That's not Devontae Adams. The Randall Cobb drops, the the drops by the the running backs. You're asking them to do things and they're just they're just regular. They're they're just part of the team. They do their job, but at the same time, you gotta expect that cold weather, the rate. The catch rate to drop down a little bit. So I don't blame that on the running backs. I don't blame that on the receivers on that. It's just what happens in cold games. Like you're gonna drop a little bit more. You know what I mean? That it's it's just ain't there. 
Like, you got to be really in tune with your quarterback, and he got to know how much to def- deflate the ball so you can catch a little bit better. I had to throw Tom Brady <laughs> up in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to deflate the ball. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you got that one off. I got that. Uh, but, and, and then, now, where you ultimately come down to is where I think you were leaning at the end of this, coaching. And I think this is one where uh, if you go follow the coaching tree, Matt LaFleur come from up under Kyle Shanahan. And they all started from that. This is one where the student haven't overcame the master. And, and that's evident on all the losses they done had over there. It's just like as much as you want them to, uh, you, you, you see that he has more talent. But when it comes to those little mind games and I know what you're going to call because I taught you, these are the things that, that kind of stand out. And it came down to that coaching at the end. And coaching on all three phases. He may know that, hey, I'm watching tape. Y'all lax on special teams. So if I stick, stick keep it closed, <laughs> special teams going to win us out here. And that's speaking to your point of keeping it close. Like the tide flipped for me. I, told, I totally was a turn side on, on this one. So the first half, it just looked like, Okay, Green Bay is in control of it. You know, San Fran really isn't moving the ball, isn't really doing anything to really change the game in terms of, okay, I could see them coming back. I could see them actually starting to move the ball. You know, it was a very defensive-orientated game, and I'm like, okay, at home, this has to favor the home team, regardless of lack of running game. You just have to feel Garoppolo, Rodgers, He's going to pull it out in this type of close game. But the longer the game went and the longer San Fran, you know, got close and it was always in arm reach, about mid-third quarter, I was like, oh, shit, this, I got a feeling, man, they have an opportunity. They have an opportunity to win this game and, and possibly have Aaron Rodgers just end up again on a short end of the stick, man, and, and sure as shit. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, man. Like, so again, all three phases of the game in playoff football cannot be understated. Um, and, and that's exactly why they why they won, man. It's just they kept fighting. They don't really have any area that they excel at as far as San Fran outside of defense right now. But just now it's apparent to me from not watching a whole lot of San Fran football is that their special teams – and those, the play calling and how they're using Debo, oh, it's just phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. Like, he's, you know, run, doing running back plays. and They know how to get the best out of like, players. Like They know how to get the best out of their players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, now that the loss has happened, all the hoopla that goes on with Aaron Rodgers and he didn't wait long at all to get it kick-started again, it's going to look like, is he going to come back? Mm-hmm. Is he ain't? You know what I mean? Where do you predict it going for Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, you know, uh, for the next couple of years? Man, um, well, first of all, he's not a free agent. You know what I mean? He still owes them time, correct? Uh, but he, you know, he he's at the stage now. He can he can put his foot. What? I would say yes, I, I but once this. Tom did what he did, like it, it's 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 all open. I mean, they basically doing what LeBron does now. Like, no, I go where the fuck I want to go. You know what I mean? That's how they kind of bring in that that type of mentality into for these true or, superstars. Or do you see it 
being like a Daryl Morey situation on the 76ers with Ben Simmons. Like, look, unless we get back the farm for you, all right, you, you can be disgruntled. You can play or not. We'll find you. You know what I mean? Do you think it turns out to be one of those situations just based on Green Bay historically not spending a whole lot of money on free agents and, and all that comes with that? So Do you think this, it's a standoff? This is one where I'm going to be, as somebody that's not a fan of the team, I'm hoping it causes some type of controversy. <laughs> they, they, they've been good and they've had great quarterback play for so long. It's, it's time for them to feel the rest of the NFL, NFL fans like little grief. Their, their fans have been on top for way, way too long. See, y'all y'all will struggle for four or five years till you find something new. And I don't think uh Jordan Love is it, but y'all, y'all, y'all figure that out. And I want to see these players, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, get out of Green Bay and go where they want to go and play at. Uh now, if I'm looking what at you think? now I'm looking at Green Bay side, yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. Like, ain't no way I'm letting neither one of y'all get up out of here. You either play for us. Well, Devontae can't Devontae can go. No, nope. uh, they can franchise tag him. Rogers, they can franchise tag him. Yeah, yeah, okay. They can franchise yeah, I tag him. I hate the NFL with that shit. Yeah, so. I hate the NFL with that shit, man. <laughs> and then, yeah, but I ain't trying to let neither one of them go. But you see how they did with Favre. They let Favre go like where we may be thinking one thing, they may be thinking another. Uh, but I hope they struggle. I hope they struggle to find that next little spot. <laughs> I want to see them go down for a couple of years and actually, like, you know, have to deal with what the rest of us have to deal with. Like, this ain't the year. We need two or more, three more pieces in the draft, and we're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But, like, what are what are some possible landing spots? Let's, let's just stay with Aaron Rodgers. Where, where do you think, I think in all reality? I think the best case scenario up? for him where he could end up and where he will always be a factor. You got to worry about cold weather games and stuff, like if you have home field advantage. Can you imagine if he's some kind of way? I know he. They I they snuck him down at a New Orleans. <laughs> if they snuck him down at a New Orleans, like I think he immediately get that immediate success again. Sean Payton, them great coaching. Uh, they they're back in like strong playoff hunts, going for the Super Bowl. They they will be like my little favorites. I mean, you get Michael Thomas back, got Kamara. Like you got uh, what was the other wide receiver that came out of nowhere that Winston was leading? Like they have pieces. They they. Are ready to go. Their defensive line has always been stout. They was just a little bit unhealthy. They had horrible quarterback play. Get rid of all those bad contracts. Get for Jameis. Get, get Aaron Rodgers yeah. down. Jameis was only for a one year contract down there. So like he's still yeah. he's he's free to walk. So now if you he can stay, he can hang on to yeah yeah. Hang, you know, can hang on just in case. Yeah. But you know but I, mean? I, I, I think that would be a dangerous play. But I don't. Was New Orleans one of the teams that he was talking about going to? I remember it was like San Francisco. Uh, it was... Uh, That's another option. San Francisco. That's another it option. It was uh, Denver was one of the key things. But like, if he comes into AFC West, man, even with Denver having that team, that's still a fight, man. You got you got uh, Mahomes, you got yeah, Herbert, Mahomes. you got Carr. I mean, Carr, you give Carr a couple weapons. Like, I mean, he's still right there in that hunt. I know he was... If most people going to say he's... Second, third tier, even though he beat Herbert, you know what I mean? It's a little back and forth. Chargers are the Chargers. They don't win shit. But uh, I think he he puts – that's going to be a, still a fight. That's going to be way more, way more. For years to come, tougher division yeah. and those young quarterbacks can go. Yeah. You know, in the current division they're in, I mean, they don't really have anybody to worry about. The Bears yeah. haven't been a concern for Lions, years. They, the Vikings, let, they gave a free game Lions. to the Lions because they don't care about them. Yeah. And then Minnesota you know, is Kirk Cousins is Kirk yeah. Cousins. It's never really 
doesn't really do it when the, the uh, lights are bright. So it is what it is. So that division is theirs for years to come or while he's been there. But yeah, man, I think San Fran, I mean, I would like the Eagles to take a run at him as well, but you know, I don't, I don't think we'll get him. but I mean, shit, who, who, I mean, pretty much every team in the yeah, league. Yeah, if, if you could upgrade, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is upgrade from a lot of quarterbacks. I don't, if you got Mahomes, yeah. maybe you don't. Uh, Burrow looking like what he kind of sold. Retires? Uh, huh? You know, if Brady retired, but that option. that whole team is just it's it's what the Lakers are doing right now, but in the NFL, and it it all falls apart. All these dream teams eventually fall apart. They hit fire with Tom Brady. I don't think. Tampa Bay is going to continue this on. I think they're going to lose today versus the Rams, but we'll see how that turned out. We'll talk about that tomorrow after the game is over with. But yeah, we'll see if that that Let's kind of still AFC, going. Bro, hmm? Let's head to the AFC, bro. Let's head to the AFC. Okay. AFC. Oh, but uh, when you said we talked about Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I think even if they franchise tag him, if I'm one of these teams, here hell, I would want the Raiders give up whatever they asking ask for. If they want two first and whatever, give it up. Let's get Devonte Adams. We didn't try drafting. Da 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 da. We don't do good with our first round draft picks. I know we're getting a new GM, and he would want to hold on those picks. I don't know if you can push off and give like 2023 20, and 24, whatever it is. But he got give about up. he got about four more good years. Where he's going to be productive and pay him, and you got to give Carter weapons. Yeah, you have to give Carter weapons if that's something that you possibly could do. So, yeah, I'm man. This this is going to be drama all season. And I don't, don't want to say season, you know so. he didn't want to be there at the end of the year. So I think even if, I, I'm hoping that it's the Raiders because I'm a fan of the Raiders. But I think any team would be smart to just give up what they need to get to get Devontae Adams if they put him on a franchise. Oh, how much are you going to pay him? Oh yeah, I give him more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those those two those two guys in particular are superstars that you just all right, man, I'm I'm just gonna venture to say that these guys are they're gonna be such a factor on this team. Yeah, I'll give up these first. We're not gonna be we're not even gonna be in the draft to even draft high anyway. So <laughs> whatever, take these picks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, barring barring they're healthy. So but yeah, man. Um, but moving on to the AFC, man. Let's let's talk about that game. That that was another great another game. Wild another great one. game. Bengals. Another one that that yeah, came I down mean, to that third phase it. that nobody liked to mention about. That don't nobody liked to talk about. Uh, a lot of back and forth. No way in the world I would thought or you would. Well, I I think I thought the whole time during this game, but uh, just everybody watching it. We got to start talking about what is Burrow and how he, what type of quarterback he is. We give all this praise to Mahomes, Russell, Lamar as being these scramblers, this new age quarterback to just make anything happen. Well, I think uh, what Burrow is, is this kind of new age or renaissance or just rare type quarterback that you got too. That was like a Andrew Luck or Winston. Yes, I said Winston. You would get to where I'm going to equate that. It's like these dudes can take hits, get have mistakes, but they're unrattled. Like no matter how much you sack this guy, he's the most sacked person in the in the, in the NFL, uh, sack quarterback in the NFL this year. But no matter how much you sack him, he get up there, he's going to hold the ball the same amount because you may get two sacks, but if you that third play, he get that deep ball off, it, it's a race. It don't matter to him. And him having that with that no fear, like I'll take this hit, but – I may get off this one one extra one. 
it keeps them in games. It keeps them in games and it keeps them winning games. He has the special talents on the outside. Now, it's not the ideal way to build up a team. Hell no. Most people would tell you build up that line, protect the quarterback, and then go get the weapons. They went and got all the weapons and stuff first, and they're they going to have the same picks. They're going to still be able to do it. That that line can only get better. It can only get better. So one would hope. <laughs> one would hope because <laughs> if, nine times you you can't count on one hand how many times that's ever happened. What they said two times yeah. where a quarterback's been sacked nine times so where that team <laughs> ended up winning the game. But one thing they didn't mention, or one stat I didn't see, and maybe I missed it, but never did they say, oh, that same quarterback that got sacked nine times threw for 350 yards. Well, 348 yeah. to be exact. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, I said, that's the yin and the yang of it. And that's staying in there, slanging it, and that's and, and doing his thing. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm scared for him now. I, oh, but yeah. I yeah. mean, that, I don't want him to see him the, get the, hurt uh, or nothing like that. The OC, the OC definitely in the game plan, I don't care what they do. They need to start doing how kind of like Tom Brady does to where Get the ball out quick. he was in the Patriots. And I think they kind of do it now to where them short little nah. passes where it's almost nah. equivalent to a run just to get the ball out of his hands. No, nah, that's not that's not Burrow style. This kid's going to get hurt. That's not Burrow style. And like, but the kid's going to get hurt. Hold, hold, let, <laughs> let, let, hurt let, let me go ahead and nah, finish up relating it to who I was thinking. Like, hey, Jim, James, ahead, James take, Winston, take it away, take it away. he goes up in there and he throws all these interceptions and – no matter what, he still come back there, still slanging the ball even more. He like it, it, it don't phase him at all. Like it, it, it's crazy. Like most people will start like you know handling, holding the ball a little quicker, or or you know trying to get off the little short pass. But Winston Burrow, they don't do that. Andrew Luck is why he went out the game so quick. Like I me, mean, he sits right there and holds it way too long and was taking hits and uh, wrong wrong thing happened. So that is kind of how I'm equating this to like Burrow. But Burrow is just a different beast of it, and I, I think he. It's going to be a style of quarterback that's going to come out like that, like where a hey, sacks ain't going to matter to him. Like, oh, you hit me. I may get injured, may not. If I don't, you're going to pay. <laughs> that that tough, that super tough quarterback. And like, that's that's kind of what we, we've been missing. Not the ones that's going to ball up and take the take the sack like a Brett Favre, give you the, the free sack. Nah, nah, bro. Like, you're going to have to work for this. Go on to hit me. I'm coming back up. I'm doing it again. So that's how I was going. He remind me of like, I mean, this is high praise. And y'all tell me if I'm jumping out the window as you listen. Hit me up in the comments, whatever you got to do directly. But he remind me of a Brett Favre, man. Like, a, you know, where Brett Favre was just going for broke and he was going to live and die with his arm. He talked a lot of shit. You know what I mean? So I like, I like that about the young kid, man. He came in. He's a little bit older. You know what I mean? So... I mean, not starting at Ohio State, right? Was yeah, he yeah, but he didn't, go, he didn't, he play? didn't beat out nobody at Ohio State for the uh, quarterback job, and then like went down, to, had to wait at LSU, yeah, went down, transferred to LSU so he could start, and then that one year yeah. of eligibility that he had, oh, did he light it on fire? <laughs> yeah, now back with Jamar Chase Higgins. Mixing and speaking of mixing, man, like you know what a what a transformation. Like nobody talks about. You know, the shit that he's been through and had to overcome with, with the shit that he was involved with. So, you know, that young core is what? Nobody's older than 24, mm -hmm. 25 maybe. So, goodness gracious. If they <laughs> like decide say, to only, stay together, if everybody can talk about it and, you know, make sure everybody get paid some and the, the ownership keeps that core together, which... 
Cincinnati, that's one of their strong things. The the owner, when he likes you, he will keep you on the squad, make sure you're happy and do, do all this. I understand they got the outdoor facility and all the bad things that players say, but it's something that can be said for culture is what's been why players continually go to New England, uh, despite them having to work harder and do all this, never get uh, uh, the high pay or anything like that, and they continue to go there. So I can see that same thing kind of building up in Cincinnati. As much as we on the outside, like, that's not a good working environment. If they can keep that core together and keep them happy where they're enjoying and having fun playing the game, who knows how high that can, that can actually go. And like I said, those you got to believe with them winning now, and if I'm a, a offensive lineman, if I'm a top-tier offensive lineman that's coming up in the free agency, a little bit old or whatever, you know, and I know they need to plug a hole, I'm on, I'm telling my agent right now, hey, call Cincinnati. I know they need me. I know I can do it. We can work out a deal over there, and I'll go over there and make it work. I, I guarantee those talks are going to start happening, and teams that team is only going to get better off that. Now, I love seeing the young bloods succeed, but we got to talk about Tennessee. We, we can't let Tennessee off the hook. Number one seed in the AFC, like, Prez, like, this this has to be one of the most, you know, uh, I want to say disturbing letdowns, man. Like like I said, on the flip side, nine sacks. You know what I mean? You still give up 350-plus, I mean, 340 in the air, about 60, 70 on the ground. Uh, when I, I think it was about 65 on the ground. But what I'm saying is, you still were there in the game at the crib. Tannehill, you know, he it's just more of why people don't believe in the Titans came to fruition. You know what I mean? They had about 140 on the ground between Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry Jr. What's the other running back? That I thought that was Derrick Henry too, man. Like them, he got two <laughs> big ass backs, you know. Back, <laughs> I was like, oh, this, this, is this, this his junior? You know what I mean? So it was, it was kind of crazy, man. And uh, it, it was a sight to see, man. But you know, kind of moving on to like a lot of those interceptions, Prez really were. Some of them was just like, I can't believe this is happening. But he- like that one interception. That one interception on um that was right there in his face where he tipped it and uh grabbed it, Milton. I was like, yo, that shit I see <laughs> in flag football. <laughs> like where he just went school. down to the ground right as his t- like I know a lot of people are gonna say, oh, that was a, a drop, but I think we went back and forth on that too. But it was just like, bro, you gotta just agree. That was just an athletic grab. So even if it's that close, whatever they call on the field, I'm kind of happy. I like I'm gonna go with because I'm not mad at it. Because that was just yeah, a freak, like but it even must be questioned. Like, you got to acknowledge how athletic of a move that was. So, yeah, man, um, those those picks were killer, man. Because even that last that last pick where he threw into traffic, that was off of receiver's hands. Mm-hmm. Popped up. And, you know, Tennessee, I don't know how cold it was. I won't really make no excuses for how cold it was or whatever. But I really do feel like, man, a lot of, a lot of those interceptions – or just for what reason, man? Like they, they again. That was a team that was in position to win, and they they have everything that it takes to get to a Super Bowl. Like they have a killer defense, clearly nine sacks. You know what I mean? They have a a damn good run game. Even though Derrick Henry came back and didn't quite look like himself. And shout out to the Bengals for actually playing manageable, you know, that defense run. because stuffing, I don't think stuffing the run as much right. as you can against. 
Derrick Henry. Like they Against they made Derek him Henry, look normal. You know? Which I would say is yes. the only equipment that you're gonna get to stopping Derrick Henry. <laughs> Pretty much. So and it was like it was just solid tackling. Like it was times where they was getting getting home, wrapping up, you know, on the feet, tackling him low like you're supposed to, not trying to go up top, you know, like some people do and, and get embarrassed. But they were sound technically, and that ain't nothing but coaching. You could tell that was a focus area because again. They they got about 140 yards rushing, but it was by committee and it was incremental. And if you're going to give it up, you want to give it up that way. You don't want the chunks and just for your team to just continue to get shredded. So they they played the minus, man. And I mean, but the Tennessee showed up nevertheless. You know what I mean? Even with those three interceptions and just again to waste another, another great year. You know what I mean? A, a team like them especially in that market, don't get assembled and, and, and get to be that this good for this amount of time. Um, you know, another guy, Julio Jones, another acquisition that was very undersold. You know, we still thought Julio had it, but even Julio didn't make an impact. So they gave, you know, Tannehill a lot of weapons and, you know, it just didn't end up going their way, man. They're a great team, but this is why nobody takes them seriously, man, because instances like this man whether they're whether they win and have the number one seed or not they just don't come through when it counts man and i think it's gonna have to be a quarterback change man yeah i mean at, at some point unfortunately like i think like what you're saying is like Tannehill is like he's he's average you know he's just gonna be an average quarterback and this is where you didn't look like out of a we didn't improve everything around you and gave you the best optimal scenario i think we kind of see exactly what we're gonna get from this so we can continue doing this and making it to the playoffs, getting in, making these runs. But if we really want to make that Super Bowl hit, look like we're going to have to go back in the pool and see who we can grab up for uh, either in the draft or, you know, get on the free agency. That could be a slight uptick, slight uptick. Because here's the thing. I don't mean to bag on them because Tannehill has gotten better since Miami. Let's, let's be clear. He's become an I won't say he's a game manager. I think I say he's above that. He's in that next tier. I don't know what you quite call it. You know what I mean? But he could get the he can win a game with his arm. But it's just after watching Tennessee the last few years, uh AFC title game run uh a year, two, three years ago, I believe, or two years ago. Um, I follow Tennessee football, but not that much to know that the exact year, but I know it was recent to where they um went to the championship game. This is probably by far the worst game I've seen him play as a Titan. But like, it was the worst in and a big, the in best a that I done kind of seen at the same time. What am I saying about that? Man, you remember that one pass? Explain that. Yeah, yeah you yeah. remember that one pass that he threw to A.J. Brown for the touchdown where he was covered. Oh, the oh, ball beauty. perfectly beauty. lands right here. He He's able to catch it with beautiful. one hand. Only he was able to go be able to catch that ball. That ball was beautifully placed. Like, that was the perfect thrown <laughs> ball. And you see something like that, and then a couple of plays later, he throws the interception. And it's like, ah, the inconsistency. But he has the, the traits. Thing. He has he has it. It's just, can you not fuck it up on this level to where <laughs> three interceptions ain't going to get you? You can have nine sacks, but if, you, if you're giving a ball back and three interceptions on the other end, it's like the defense is like, come on, dog. Like, if I'm coming back to the sideline, I'm like, fam, like, come on, get it together, man. Like, 
bro, we doing all we can. <laughs> like, this is Burroughs over here. He's still, he's still tossing that around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I need some help, you know? And that's just one of those things where you can't be the reason, especially when you're not in that, that elite tier of quarterback and to where you can put a team on your back and win with your arm. They're not asking him to do that. They, they are predicated on a run game, and they have some very credible deep threats. Julio Jones is on the other side of his, um, you know, career in terms of productivity, but <laughs> you can't tell me when you get on the goal line, you ain't afraid of having them two dogs out there in Tennessee being able to to go get you one, a toss-up yeah. ball. But again, man, unfortunate end to the season, man. Um, shout out to one of our Patreon subscribers, man. I know he's sad <laughs> right now. And uh, I want to call him out. Should, should we the call him out? The foundation, Corey. The foundation, <laughs> Corey. Hey, Welcome to the couch, baby. Welcome hey. to the couch. As <laughs> so, soon as they lost, I sent them that message. I was just like, hey, man. Yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome to the rest of it. So, I mean, and I threw up a picture of yeah. like the cowboy, a pirate flag, and I threw up the little sword. <laughs> I say, come yeah, come join us. <laughs> no. And also, shout out to my homie, Rome, man. I saw he, he been in a lot of um, the games this year and definitely is one of the Titan fans, one of the few Titan fans that I know. So, yeah, man, tough, tough way to end the season. I know they had Super Bowl aspirations, but you know everybody can't be like the 2017. Hey, no matter, no matter what, no matter what y'all <laughs> want to sit here and say, I don't care if you was first place. Yeah, uh, y'all so much better than our team. All that matters, y'all want it done too. Y'all made it to the playoff just like us. Want it done, want it done, crew, and we all here. <laughs> And it's even worse because you had the first place. We wasn't supposed to be there. We wasn't supposed to be there. I wasn't supposed to be there. Hey, I would have took the win. I would have took the win just like the rest of us. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, y'all gotta explain yourselves, man. Y'all gotta explain yourselves. Number one seed, still losers. It is what it is, man. Oh man. Uh, but, this, uh, this but is yeah, the man. fun part. This this is definitely the fun part, man. I, I like to have no yeah. talks, man. Yeah, best best part of the year, man. But with that said, Sunday games have not started as we record this, so I'm looking forward to more close games, defensive driven. I love the offense. I love. I want. I want it to go back and forth and be close, or I want it to be a defensive game and be close. As long as it's tight in the fourth quarter and the teams are going at it, that's kind of what I love. I don't. I don't care what type of game I get, long as I get a close game. So. Hopefully we don't get any blowouts. It should be some phenomenal games with the young guns out in the AFC and Mahomes and in, in the gang, man, and Kelsey and, and those guys, man. And I'm I'm interested to see what Diggs and then the Buffalo Bills do, man. I mean, because after looking at that parade last year, man, I just saw a tweet where Diggs was just, you know, bringing it up again. Like, so can they harness it? Can they, mm-hmm. can they take that show on the road? I think they have the ability to do that. So, you know, we'll be back to talk about that game and can Tom do it again, yeah. you know, against a really, really greedy defense that has no fear at all. Jalen Ramsey talking crazy. Sam, not Sam down. Aaron Darnold, he's confident. That that line just you know, had a couple injuries now with Tom. So they had a yeah. uh, couple injuries, so it's going to be kind of tough for them to go ahead and last through that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm hoping. Let's I'm hoping it. for the other. T- I'm hoping for the Rams and the Bills, just because I want new blood in the mix. And this year for the NFL has just been like 
unlike any other. I don't I don't think they could have planned or scripted this any better, just like with the ups and downs mm-hmm. of the season, how many teams was in the mix for the playoffs, the teams that making the playoff, the the upsets that's starting to happen. And now if we just get some new blood in the in that final game, going to that final game, it forces the narrative from the the media side for them to switch up and not take the little safe bet of oh Tom Brady's this and Patrick Mahomes that it it's gonna throw those other names constantly in the mix as we're going into next year and kind of gives a little bit of hope and it's all better the way. it's better I for the sport it, I think so too it's better for the and sport to, just to get more household names more guys out there and you you grow the sport even more if you have the same it's great to have dynasties too you know what I mean because everybody's gonna hate that team, but sometimes it's good for a string of years to, you know, can you imagine a world where a Matt Stafford is possibly going from the Detroit Lions, losing his whole career to possibly yeah. be playing for a championship in his home stadium in the NFC championship. Like that would be wild. And I love Tom Brady, but again, much like everybody else, I want to see some new blood, just like you said, man. So you know, I'm a Rams fan, and but we'll be back. We'll be back to see if see, we got see. egg on our face. Let's let's do something. Let's do something different since we in both, you know, two different locations, and we kind of got to come back and, and watch the games. Let's let's give a prediction and see if we're gonna be right when we come back. Who who do you have in these next two games? Uh, I got Rams uh, in the Tampa Bay game, and I think that the the acquisition of OBJ is gonna kind of. Go show itself. And then me and my dad was talking earlier, and I just want to throw this. He reminded me of what Bruce Arians had said, like, earlier in the season when OBJ was becoming available. And he said, nah, we got enough alphabet names on our team. So I would love for him to go back out and repay that, you know, just just do them dirty in this game. You know what I mean? Just just show out. Because you ain't no longer got those alphabet. A, B, gone. So, <laughs> hey, B.A. a low-key asshole, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. Then, and, and so then the next game, uh, the Kansas City game, um, Josh Allen versus Mahomes, very, you know, similar kind of style. They're, they're in that same vein. You, that's what how they kind of compare Josh Allen. But I want to see him kind of win one. I, I just want the Bills to be up in there and, you know, Kansas City, I think Mahomes is great and everything, but just just to get some new blood up in there. But it can go either way. But I'm taking the bill. Get the rivalry going. Yeah. This reminds me of a, a Peyton Manning and you know Tom Brady type of thing. This has the possibility to be that, but to be to be that possibility, Josh Allen has to win one yeah. of them. You know what I mean? It can't be. But again, man, this this should be fun. Um, you, we're not talking about the Chargers, but like, yeah, man, a lot a lot of young quarterbacks. Moving forward, you know, outside of just teams that are remaining, but I'm looking forward to it. But unfortunately, as much as I want it to happen, I just think Mahomes and the Chiefs at home being there um, and that experience, I think they get it done. I think they get it done. I like the way they've turned around their season and I just don't see them losing this game. So it'll be a shootout and it's going to be fun to watch. But I have the Chiefs and the AFC and then the NFC. I'm going to go with the Rams. I just think. That defense is one of those type of defenses that bothers Tom Brady, where they get after it. And Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, like these guys are playing lights out right now as far as defense. So Matt Stafford, don't fuck it up, man. <laughs> That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Um, I didn't mention Tampa Bay's defense, but we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see because 
You know, we sleeping on them. Like, they didn't come out at gangbusters in that Super Bowl last year. So if, if we get something like that, this may not be the game we think it's going to be. It may be turned out like the games yesterday with, with defensive struggles. Mm. So, but I still got still got the Rams in um in the NFC. So, hey, yay, yeah, you guys stick around. Come back for more as we cover the games uh, after we get the final scores. And um, yeah, that's where we at, man. So, you know, hopefully some more good games. Okay. Catch you tomorrow. We'll talk about these two. Man, press, press. Let, let me start this thing off, man, because this was a weekend to remember. I don't remember a better weekend of football just with the amount of games that were all good, man. You knew last week, and even with our teams, you know, your team had a better showing than the Raiders, but mine got their asses smacked. And, you know, maybe that's a lot to say for adding a, a, an extra team in each conference to the, to the, to the uh, big dance. You know what I mean? So, you know, teams were overmatched last week. Two versus seven, that that was kind of a bad matchup, as we saw. But, you know, moving right along, second half, these Sunday games, man, was was special, man. Allen, Mahomes, Brady, Stafford. I mean, where, where do we begin? I, I'll just start with Brady, man. Look, I was right. I took the Rams. And I just felt like with that defense and with those guys not being afraid – and in losing in, in prior years because the Rams, they're not too far removed from being in the Super Bowl. They're not too far removed from just having a very good defense. Of course, they added on a lot of pieces, a lot more years under McVay, and you had to get rid of that quarterback. You had to get rid of that quarterback, ship him off. I'm not even, you know, golf. You know, it is what it is, but Matt Stafford was been in purgatory for years and the Lions and he always put up the numbers, and, and we always felt like, can he just translate the numbers on a good team? Can he do that? And boy, did he. He matched shot for shot with Brady, man. And every single, in every single way, we just thought that, ah, man, he's going to give this game. Not he's going to give the game up, but the Rams are going to give the game up because they gave Brady and the Bucks every chance to come back. And at a certain point, look, I'm not one of these guys that's talking about, oh, you know, the conspiracy theorists and, you know, with Tom Brady and, and the NFL wanting him to be in the big dance. Like, I mean, I get it. Everybody loves a dynasty. Everybody loves a juggernaut and a winner as well as they love to have different champions because it works both ways. Right. But in this instance, I started to believe it because I just couldn't believe how they were coming back. And I'm like, Brady's about to do it again. But what happens is when you have a quarterback who doesn't blink and comes right back at you, Stafford was ready for the moment, man. And boy, what a fucking great game. What a damn great game. Brady, still legend, hell of a fighter. But on this day, it's just the Rams got the ball last and they they wanted it. They wanted it more. And you know, even with the cup fumbles, it was just back and forth all game. So I was very appreciative to be a fan of football. I mean, first and foremost, Eagles fan. Y'all already know what it is. But, I mean, that was a great game, man. And if you're going to take a, a team out like the Bucks, or you're going to take a quarterback out like Brady who will stare, you know, deaf in the face for lack of a better words when you're talking about losing, not death, but real losing because you people take stuff seriously. That's that's the thing that 
that happens here is like you have to be or have a quarterback. And that's why golf got tossed because it had to happen, man. It had to happen. You had to put a Stafford in there or a guy that is a, a gunslinger that could toss that rock. And that's exactly what Stafford did. So hats off to the Rams. Um, They got the 49ers up next, man, the NFC West, <laughs> who would have thunk it? And then, you know, I've been shit. What? The Rams were about 90 seconds from knocking the 49ers out of the playoffs altogether. And, and look what we have here. You know, we have a team trending upward in the 49ers who have a defense that is lights out. Rams have a lights out defense. Only thing that's going to be the kicker here is whether the Rams still are able to get off on a good defense. And we always see this each and every year when you when we see those powerhouse defenses go up against those top-notch offenses, something has to give, and that offense is going to score. You know, so what can San Fran do to be creative with using Debo? I'm, I'm looking forward to this game, man. So great, great, great weekend. But moving on to the changing of the guard game. Boy, boy, Kansas City, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills fans, I feel for you guys. You guys have nothing, absolutely nothing. Hang your heads over. I mean, come on. Josh Allen stood there and just basically went toe-to-toe. And I would probably argue he probably had a better game than Patty. Like, that last touchdown before, you know, what was it, like 13, 14, 15, 13 seconds left uh, with Mahomes and again. That man, he he might as well, he turned it into like a Jordan-like, you know, figure in football because 13 seconds getting it to just be able to get in field goal range, having the guts and the wherewithal to throw some of them balls in the middle of the field. This just happened to Dak last week. Poor, poor management, poor clock management. But you can tell the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid, shout out to my former Eagles coach, they had scenarios ready, and and the whole team was on board. And what do they do? They go right down there. Like, it's several times in this game where I'm like, it's over. It's over. Like, just, oh, that's the gut punch. That's the gut punch right there. No, Kansas City comes back, and then here you come again with, you know, the Bills. Josh Allen, that one, that one last pass where – it was blown coverage with a DB fell. Like, that was embarrassing, bro. <laughs> but uh, with a DB fell in Kansas City. And, um, but yeah, man, that Tyron Matthew injury proved to be really, really, really um big because I don't know who that guy was on Buffalo, man, but it was a no-name guy that was just scoring time and time again. And I got to believe if Tyron Matthew was back there, he would have did a little bit of shoring that up, especially with how well the Chiefs' defense played further as the season went along. You know what I'm saying? And then Buffalo, there's really no excuse. Like, I hate to be cliche and say there's no there's no losers or there's nothing to hang their hat over because they played a great game. I mean, when you're going up against a good offense in Kansas City, similar to what I said in the Rams and the 49ers upcoming games, something is going to have to give. You have to understand, Buffalo Bills had the number one defense, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in the league. And that's by far. And when we're just talking about passing yards, it's by a long shot. So this 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 game was 
just back and forth throughout. It was an offensive explosion, and it doesn't matter how good your defense are when you have quarterbacks making passes from all different angles like those guys were. I mean, sidearm stuff. Like, I remember there was one pass where Mahomes threw it underneath a defensive end's outstretched arms, sidearmed. Like, who does that? That's stuff, like, that's on a playground, man. And they improvise and, and just, just in such command of the offense at 26 and 25 years old. Oh, you got to believe this is – we going to get this for 10 to 15 more years. I mean, look at how old Brady is playing to – that's barring any catastrophic injury. So I'm excited. I'm excited about the AFC and NFC Championship. Whoever we get, it doesn't really matter out of the four teams that's left outside of maybe the 49ers. I, I, I kind of want the Rams to, to move on just because I think they would be a more formidable opponent and they're probably the most well-rounded team that's left in the playoffs. But, you know... The games, the games will be, you know, fought next Sunday. So for the, for the right to go to the Super Bowl. So, hey, man, I want to have equal games to where it's down to a one score. I, I need a replay of that because this this was just an amazing weekend, man. But, Perez, man, I, I'll, I'll let you take it away how you felt about the games, man. Like, it was it was a pleasure to watch, pleasure to text to all the buddies about, yo, you saw what happened. So, this, this is why we love this game. Most of us played it as kids and don't get to play it as adults, but watching it, man, it, it was like watching John Madden, man. Rest in peace to John Madden. So looking forward to next week, man. But with that said, that, that's really all, all I got to say, you know, in terms of the game. Cash, you killed those breakdowns, man. You 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 told the game just as it was, man. So I'll go off my little opinionated side a little bit, man, to just talk about like uh the end of that Tampa Bay game. What is uh what I see the consequences are or what's gonna happen afterwards. So hopefully this is the last time we see Brady. Uh I think he should have went out last year while he was on top on the Super Bowl, came back, tried it again. I think these are the times that you can kind of tarnish your legacy. Uh, I don't think it's tarnished, but, I mean, you, you want to go out on top. You want to go out on top. And, uh, yeah, I think they just had some little difficulties at the end of the season, and they could not go back and repeat. And now he's going to have to sit back and think about that. Do he come back at 46 and trying to make a, a playoff run, one last little run at it? And that's just insane to think about that. Yeah, his body taking another year of punishment at that age, man. So uh, I think he's going to take the time away and he's going to think about it. But I think he's going to ultimately realize, like, this is a young man's game, man. And, like, he's playing with fire on actually sustaining a, a, a big-time injury or something like that. And he, he don't want to go out like that, man. He got plenty of other avenues that could be – uh, that's going to be open form as far as announced, just doing a multitude of other things within the NFL atmosphere uh, that don't don't entail him playing the game anymore, man. Just just hang it up. That's, that's my suggestion for him. It was a great game. Took it all the way down to the end. Rams came out on top, man, just like as we had predicted. It, it was just very evident throughout the time frame, like uh, Brady them. They, they, they started off hot, but there's the turmoil they went through at the end of the season, the whole A-B fiasco, Chris Godwin being injured. It was just like uh, it, it didn't look it didn't look hopeful for him. 
I know the fans probably thought different, but everybody else was just like, it just didn't look hopeful for them. Now, on to this last and final game of the divisional game, uh, divisional playoff. Man, that was a game. This thing has you excited as you had spoken, like, of uh, just the matchups that we're going to get out of this. You're hoping, you're hoping that Josh Allen finally overcomes Pat Mahomes on some of these, but right now, just them in those shootouts, man, watching this game, I realize, I realize my team, you know, really ain't got no hope <laughs> against these type of quarterbacks. Something has got to change, man. Like, uh, you got to hope for a miracle, somebody, you know, injuries are sustained. I ain't wishing no injuries on nobody. I'm just saying in a situation, it's going to take something like that, some players being out or some other miracle for the Raiders or anybody else to get up in the mix on these. Even Herbert, man, he's going to need a lot more to get into these battles with these guys, man. Like, this, that was just – masterful i think they're the two best in the league right now man and nfl need to find a way to make sure more of these games happen throughout the season uh that's just money y'all just waste the money i think this was hands down the best divisional playoff uh i have ever seen in nfl history uh and from my point of view from my point of view man with that man let's i leave it yeah, Prez, man. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, good rapper, brother. Good rapper. But, Joe, man, this is episode 144. I know this was a long one, but, hey, this time of year, we got to go in depth with the football talk. And and luckily, we got a lot of music that came out, good underground music and R.J. Payne, Che Noor, and several others that we talked about. Hey, the best thing that you guys can do is share our podcast Go to our patreon.com forward slash underscore podcast DSC. So patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. You'll find us there. Go to us on YouTube. Don't sleep network. You'll see all of our videos Like we got. We got some videos, man. And we got some good topics over time and, and albums and just stuff of the culture that we that we cover. So y'all check us out. We'll be back. Each and every Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's Cash. I'm out.